the ball breaks loose, and that is the goal which will send Peru to Russia. This is Views from the Touchline. Welcome back to Views from the Touchline. It's me, Alan Smith, and with me is Billy Rogers, Raul, and a special guest, Nick Over. How you guys doing? Good. I'm doing, I'm doing great. It's a nice, uh, nice Friday afternoon. How you guys? How you guys feel on this Friday? Great. It's the weekend. It's been the longest it week. It is so the weekend. It's been the longest week for me, honestly. Why, Alan? What's, I don't what's know. Going just, on? What's going on with you, just Alan? Just the mixture of lectures and tests and quizzes and things of that nature. It sucks. Dragging it out, you know. Are you ready for the week? What are you doing this weekend, Alan? What are you doing this weekend? Well, um, after this episode, we're having a uh, a trip to a trip down Main Street. Uh, you know, we're gonna 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 hopefully carpool together the way the dirty walk, right? You, you think we'll... No, we're not walking. <laughs> <laughs> but we're heading to uh, we're heading to the happiest of hours uh, as a as a team with uh, some other players and uh, some friends. Also, uh, it should be it should be a good time. We it's deserve weekend it in the right sure. way. Yeah, but uh, let's let's get into our special guest. Uh, it's Nick Over this week. Uh, we Mr. have Raul Cal County. <laughs> Obviously, we have, we have Raul on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Raul returns again today. Hopefully, he'll be a more permanent fixture in our podcast now. As we had him twice in one week, I think he's getting used to it. He likes it. Well, yeah, but we have uh, Nick over today. Nick, can you please introduce yourself and give us a little fact about yourself or who you are, uh, something interesting you want to tell our listeners. Okay, well, as Billy said, I'm Nick Over, uh, former senior goalkeeper on the McDaniel men's soccer team. Um, fun fact, I'm actually from the area, and I go to school here. Good to hear. Well, uh, we were debating last week on uh, if, if Nick was a McDaniel legend or not. And uh, you know, we look nah. at look at your stats and I think that you're one of the greatest keepers to ever grace this uh to grace obviously the, the, the Green Terrace keeper. soccer complex. I've made that that we, he's he is the greatest keeper to roam this campus. I wouldn't go In that my far. Opinion. I wouldn't go that. Far. I would go that far. I would. T- tell some of your of your best stats. You know, yes. you have like I know you know all these you in your head. These. You, you, you tweet them <laughs> or you have got them online, but you know uh, uh, I'm a little more humble than that. I don't tweet them. <laughs> but you do another though, correct? But I do take pride in my stats so let's give so, some of your great of your great stats um over four years i've played in 70 games played over six thousand minutes how does that uh, match up to other keepers so i started every single game four years so we have 17 games per year uh, excluding this year because this year we had 20 with the um ucac with the, with the so from freshman to senior year i started all those games only came out for maybe 50 or 60 of those minutes so it's been a good ride is that how, how does that how does that match up to you know the other the other keepers uh, who've been at the school obviously do you know like yeah well in Division three soccer Division one soccer anywhere really there's only one goalkeeper on the field so usually you don't start out right away coming in to uh, to play um, so I just got very fortunate that our head coach Steve Corrieri, um was put his trust in me and from the start from the first day just having me out on the field and trusting me to be that number one goalkeeper um, but yeah most goalies they. They come in, they get a year or two of training with the first team keeper or uh, just learn the group of things and then they start out. But for me, I was thrown right into it and I'm very fortunate for it. Yeah, I, I think you had a great a great experience here and uh, I think it was always always a pleasure to you know be in a game against a tough team and you'd always have, have you to rely on. Like look at uh, the, the ECAC, I think it was on Saturday, I guess, when it was like 10 seconds left in the game, maybe in, in the first half, I guess, and they broke through and almost scored and it was just you to stop them again. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's nice to know that you have someone who's reliable back there who can kind of kind of just be there at all times. So, yeah, what's your, what's your take on on Nick as a uh, Raul? Got you here. What's your take on a fellow a fellow captain as well? What's your take on on Nick as a you, you mentioned on last Tuesday? But I mean, how would you stack him up against other people who've been here before? 
I mean, there's no with, with Nick present now, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt Nick's a good goalie. I mean, being four years coming in the same class, being able to play four years with him, um, it really seen him his talent evolve. I mean, freshman year, I thought he was a hell of a goalie. For example, you know, what I'm saying like you always have someone to rely on in the back. Freshman year, he saved what was it like six or seven PKs? Eight. Every time we gave up to BK, it's always like, oh, no worries, Nick got this. You know, you just have that confidence in him. And um, to see this year, our senior year, finally um, get the recognition he deserved, I was actually really glad. Um, I don't really know how like the history, how the history of the goalies is at McDaniel. Um, I don't pay attention to that. But definitely Nick has probably been the better goalie. The best goalie has come here in probably maybe the last 10, 15 years. Um, I don't know beyond that. I don't know what yeah. stats are like, but... Okay, well, we'll go back to uh, Nick over later on in the show. We'll have a senior spotlight to look forward to. We'll have some good questions for him. But uh, I want to quickly give our, our listeners an update here. Obviously, Alan, we have our 100th follower. Uh, I wouldn't say a giveaway, but, you know, kind of how like, would, well, how would you describe it? I mean, I feel like uh, we got a tweet from Sean. My I, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I think that's, I definitely I agree. I that's with, a better decision yeah. for us to do it because it seems a little like, a little biased. A little yeah. biased, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, obviously our 100th follower will be, um, that's like we're, I think we're 72 on Twitter? 72. Yeah, I think Twitter is kind of the most engaging uh, form of our media that we have. So, you know, looking towards looking towards 100, I think uh, once you get to 100, we'll kind of uh, pick a name kind of out of hat kind of thing where we'll pick a follower from those first 100 and they'll get to be featured on the show. And if it's one of you guys, then obviously we'll just pick another one, obviously. But, you know, uh, I think we do have some people who listen from different places across, obviously, America and, and different places. So uh, I hope to do that as well. Yeah. And uh, also, um, our episode 15, we're actually like 10 away from 100 uh, listeners as well. It's crazy. So, yeah, our show is definitely growing. And I think we're getting more listeners, you know, who are who are hearing our content and really enjoying it. What can we attribute to that? Like, why do you think we're just... Or do you think we're just being more consistent in why we're uploading, like, in the way we're... Well, let's ask... Let's our... ask Asking an outside influence, you know, yeah. what do you what do you see? Because you're on your you're probably on Twitter a good amount and social media, you know, you too. Yep. What do you got? What do you guys see in terms of what we post? Do you think it's like attractive? Do you see? Hey, I want to click on this, or do you kind of just scroll past it or whatever? Because I saw you followed the Twitter for the first time, like I think yesterday, I think. And it's been there for a while. So, I mean, like, how what, what do you like kind of attribute to that? Yeah, I mean, that's the first time I actually saw it. I didn't even know you guys had a Twitter, but you know, usually when I follow an account, I'll go through and see what it's all about. And from what I saw, you got some good, some good stuff on there. You know, you're posting like episodes on time, talking about what's going on in the soccer world of all times, and some good stuff. What do you think? You know? I agree. I think, like Alan said, the consistency is really good. Um, I think the decision to cut that the podcast down from an hour to like 30 minutes was also very helpful. I mean, I think sitting and trying to listen to a podcast for an hour might be a little, little might be too much of a stretch, but yeah. I think 30 minutes is the perfect time frame, and I think that, that helps a lot. And plus, all the promoting you guys do, like the retweeting, the bumping, and all that, um, a long way. Yeah, I definitely think like, you know, with our followers, it's a lot easier to get more more listens and stuff from people who actually are actively, you know, following our social media as well. So, you know, I look forward to that. Do but. you guys listen to any podcasts between you and besides me? besides our podcast? Yeah. Besides this one, yeah. No, I've never really been into podcasts until you created this one actually, as a matter of fact. So it's kinda new to me, but right. It's pretty simple, you know. Yeah. Right. I think it's it's nice to see actually I've been talking to a. Uh, this kid named Tucker Evans, and he actually is making his own podcast with his roommate based on a result of us making this podcast. And then another kid, Dustin, is making a podcast also. So we've kind of inspired two podcasts on this campus as a result of ours. So Interesting. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool to see like people playing off of like our idea and you know the way we the way we do this. So he's actually making his own social media accounts also. And like, I feel like we should collab with McDaniel Sports or McDaniel Athletics. It's possible. And sort of get like a basis, like you know how there's like Barstool Sports for like. 
different colleges and stuff like that. Yep. We could be like that Barstool Sports for Western Maryland Athletics or something like that, or McDaniel College, and sort of expand it into that. I don't know. Oh, it's, yeah, it was just an like, idea. And I was also thinking it's about a good part-time job right there. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah, and I was also thinking about Barstool doesn't have a soccer section whatsoever. That idea, they don't actually. Do they really? Yeah. His name's like Sam something. Okay. Yeah. How about you check on that for us? Yeah, so. I want to see. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Barstool. Can you explain to me? So the, Barstool, it's the more concept, like. Yeah. I don't say it's a more like a relaxed type of ESPN. Yeah. Sam's Army, it's what it's called. Okay, Sam's Army. Okay, interesting. So I stand corrected. So there's a Barstool soccer, but I don't really see much of it when it comes to like in the news feeds or anything like that. So I guess we can sort of make this a basis and sort of build it like that. It's. Well, I'm gonna go back into my explanation of what Barstool is. Barstool is basically like a more relaxed ESPN that goes into like some funny and some sometimes serious matters of different things around the sports world from soccer to maybe like football obviously fo- football tennis whatever really so i don't know it's it's cool i like it they don't really follow the rules they have their own set of guidelines yeah. but that's what makes them unique yeah so they're, they're regulated in a different way they're yeah they're not espn where everything has to be politically correct they kind of say what they want and yeah they're, they're like the explicit espn right Which yeah it's pretty much yeah yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get, let's before we go back to our, our conversation, yeah. let's get a little bit into our, our soccer for the weekend. Obviously, we have, we have a big weekend of derbies coming up. Actually, uh, coming up tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning, bright and early, we have Spurs versus Arsenal. I'm excited for this, the North London derby. Uh, I want to preview this with you guys real quick, get some opinions on the on the on the game. You know, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's at Arsenal, so it's it's a huge game for them. Right. And uh, you know, coming back. I think last year they they lost a Whitehall. I want to say they lost. They lost. Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't a pretty game. Yeah, it, so it's a huge game for Arsenal to you know rebound, especially after losing to City three one away from home. Uh, it's definitely a, this is a marquee fixture for this weekend. Obviously, you had marquee matchups on FIFA. I was doing that earlier yeah. this week. Got absolute shit in my pack. So I'm not. Yeah. Surprised. <laughs> but yeah, what do you what do you guys what are you guys looking forward to tomorrow? Uh, you know, I'll chime in. But as an Arsenal fan, obviously I have some opinions. But Rao, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? What do you think the game will end up being? It's at Arsenal as well. Um, I think. No, Arsenal's so they're such a mercurial type of team. You know, I can't really predict how they're going to play. Um, I know Tottenham's pretty, pretty consistent in their play. I would, if I had to choose a scoreline, I think I would pick two one to Tottenham. Two one to Tottenham. Yeah. I think a big thing tomorrow is I just looked on the uh, the team news and Giroud actually is out for tomorrow, so mm-hmm. that forces Lagazette to start up top, meaning that Giroud doesn't come off the bench as a sub, which you know he's a very big impact impact sub all the time. And uh, you know, yeah, go ahead, chime in. Or I mean. Maybe they'll put Alex Wobey at that left side and put Alexis Sanchez in that middle. Yeah, and Wobey's coming off two goals against yeah. uh, against Germany, actually. Nigeria right. beat Germany 4-2 this this, uh, right. this international break. So, you know, that's that's a good idea out there. But, you know, I think that against a back line like Spurs, is a Wobey quality enough, though, to, you know, to I mean, break through. He's in form, it seems like, so we'll see. Definitely. I don't know. I think... Uh, I'm I'm interested to see if Lacazette completes a full ninety minutes because obviously we talked about this like weeks ago where he hasn't. I don't yeah he has not if you guys I don't know he comes off every game yeah. you know ten minutes left fifteen minutes left because we think that uh, it has to do with his contract where he plays a certain number of full ninety minutes they pay more money back to, like, to a club and you know how Arsene Wenger is with money he could be very you know cheap enough to say hey you can't play you <laughs> <laughs> keep him on the bench yeah but you know I think it's gonna be interesting to see him tomorrow in his first big game for Arsenal obviously he's had some big derbies with Lyon in the past uh, it's definitely probably his biggest game yet as an Arsenal player you saw him come off the bench against City and score so right. he's he def- definitely a point to prove Nick I have a, uh, who do you support Nick well, I support Everton okay I was, so, I'm curious. I was just yeah. curious. Who's Everton playing this weekend? Uh, I'm actually not too sure. I haven't really been following them with the season and everything. I'll, ch- I'll check for you right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's get some yeah. predictions, though. What do you got? You said, what, 2-1 Spurs? 
Yep. Have you said, Alan, what do you He's think? saying 3-1 to Spurs, no offense. Damn, you, guys, you, guys are kill, you guys are killing me out here. <laughs> I mean, it's a big game for both teams because everyone's chasing Man City at the moment. So I think yeah. both teams are going to go for right. it. You know? uh, what's called it? Everton plays uh, at Crystal Palace tomorrow okay. at 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. for Eastern time, obviously. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I think it's going to be interesting, just like I said, to see um, to see who has that more attacking product. But I think at the end of the day, there's Arsenal has a very weak defense, uh, especially with these injuries, you know, still being a problem. Uh-huh. Where you know Spurs defense is that that rock solid, Alderweireld, uh, who else? Vertonghen, yeah. Danny Rose. You know, it's it, that back four was very solid, and Lloris obviously is more, you know, more quality than Czech. Yeah. So, do you think um, is Harry Harry Kane's coming back, right, or has he been? Back? He's been, yeah, he's been back. Okay, so he'll see. be. He and he probably has that rest from the national break. Well, he'll be fresh enough to you know he'll probably start starting tomorrow right, as well. So, so it's gonna be a little dangerous. That's what yeah. I'm I mean, being an Arsenal fan, I'll say. I'll probably say a one-one draw. You know, just you know, just have the fact that you know I think Spurs probably will win, but you know, just being an Arsenal fan, I have to say that we'll get a draw. Just right. luck, luck of the draw. Hopefully, right. you know, I'm not I'm not too optimistic, but you know, I'm right. looking forward to it. Yeah. I right. think we should get caveat next week after. Uh, <laughs> after I, asked, I asked him today. I asked him today. What did he say? He said yeah, next week. Next week. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think. I mean, it's too early to watch watch it together because it's seven thirty. So you know. Right. Yeah. But not. definitely, I think it's a good game to review. You know, as a Spurs fan. Yeah, let's go into Liga Santander for a second. Yeah, well, our second, a uh, second big derby of of the weekend. Obviously, you have Madrid playing Atletico. Uh, I mean, I'm not too too into this and no. stuff, but you know, we have a Madrid enthusiast to my right, uh, Raúl. What are you, what are you what are you looking forward to in this game? What are you not looking forward to? Uh, who's going to be your big player of this game right here? Obviously, it, it's, we should mention that it, it is at Atletico as yeah. well, so yeah, uh, it's a very hostile stadium. I don't know the, the form that Real's been in lately. They're struggling. Um, Ronaldo is struggling, mm-hmm. but I think. This really will be the game where I think this will be the game where he uh, he finally breaks through. Um, Finds his feet. Yeah, he's what I think he scored one La Liga goal so far this season. Wow. I think it's been one. It's been like, but he's tearing it in the Champions League. Yeah. I think. But they need him in La Liga too. So um, you know, Atletico at home, they're real stingy, real stingy. But you saw that Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea performance. Chelsea obviously won, but you know it was a tough result. Even though it was two one, I think. It was a last second. Yeah, la- yeah. So you know they're just a great team to play at Atletico, and the games are always you know very very low scoring games. So you know. What's your what's your score prediction? You know who who thinks gonna score tomorrow? Honestly, I think Madrid Real Madrid will win two one two one. Okay, um, but I think goals will come from. I think Isco will score one, yeah. and then Ronaldo will score the yeah. game winner. I have to ask: Did you see a, a San Siro's goal against Las Palmas last week? Mm. Yeah, it was banger. I saw, I saw it today, and I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. Perfect technique. Perfect <laughs> Alan, what do you think technique. about the Madrid derby coming up my this weekend? I thought about this. You guys haven't mentioned Griezmann at all. What about Griezmann? He's always that X factor, though, who kind of, kind of pops up in those in those places and scores you know, that, that, that needed goal at times. What do you think about Griezmann? Griezmann, he'll, he'll contribute. At some point in the game, but it won't be immediate, you know. Yeah, he, he's he's not in that he's not that center forward to sort of take the ball and sort of beat multiple players. He's more the one to latch on to like a long cross or sort of a through ball. But um, my prediction for this game this weekend, I feel like Real Madrid have sort of not given up on the league, yeah. but they sort of just lo- eased up on the put the brakes on a little bit and just said, all right, we're just going to concentrate on the bigger, bigger yeah competitions. But um, my score prediction will be uh. A one-one draw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think in terms of title race, this is a huge game where you have. I'm looking right now. You have Madrid on 23 points and Atletico on 23 points as well. Right. Where they're, they're tied up, and you know this will be a huge predictor of you know how the rest of the season will go. Right. Because you know I think this will give either team who wins a, a huge boost of confidence ahead of playing Barcelona. You know coming up in the season where they still play. I don't think has Atletico played Barca yet. This season, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. No, so I mean, I don't think either team has played Barca yet in the in the league. So this is definitely a huge game, you know, in terms of the, the La Liga title race. So you know, I think whoever wins this will kind of get either the second place or you know maybe in first place yeah. if Barca can drop more points. Yeah. Nick, you have any thoughts on this? Or I really don't you, follow La Liga too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's just for me, if it was televised more, I mean, it is. It's on Bean, right? Usually. Yeah, but you have to get a special but subscription. The, yeah, and it's just, it's difficult. Our college, our college budget doesn't yeah, afford the, the Bean college, sports, yeah, obviously. We can't, <laughs> we can't be doing that, you know? Don't you have to be an online stream, though? You know, you can, you can log into that. Yeah, that's yeah. why we have our, our big Madrid fan. He watches through his uh, through his stream. Uh, we have a, hold on, hold on, Carlos, get back here. A cameo appearance. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I want you to feature real quick. You know, you're a, are you a fan of La Liga? Yeah. Somewhat, yeah. So obviously, yeah. standing next to us here, he lives at this house. We're recording in a different, a different spot today. We have uh, Carlos Valdez. Uh, he's on our team as Carlos well. Carlos Martinez. Great no, time, no, Carlos. No, no. You know, give us, give us a little background on yourself. Just introduce yourself to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, like Billy said, my name is Carlos Valdez. I'm a junior here in McDaniel. Um, I also play at, play in soccer here in McDaniel. Um, this is the third year that I'm on the team. So yeah. What do you think of Nick and Raul, our two obviously guest hosts? Um, as people or as, <laughs> <laughs> as teammates? Now that's give, the question. Give, give, us, give, us, give us a little bit of both. You know, go, go to Raul first. Uh, uh, as a pers- as a leader too, you know, what what, what would have been your views on Raul, this season? Raul, um, so I've known him for a, quite a while. I want to say maybe like seven years already. Played about, want to say, seven to six years together. Um, it's been a long ride. We've had our ups and downs on the field and off the field. Um, as a person, you know, one of my closest friends, as well as Nick Over. Um, being my goalie for uh, three years, I got a chance to see great saves, you know, create great memories with him. Um, overall, great people, you know. I also live with them. I how, how, how's living with them? How is living with them? Living how, with how's them, that been? It's, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different story every day. You don't don't know what you're going to get every day, but... There's never a dull moment in this house. I'll say that. Speaking of you guys playing together for seven years, uh, you know, obviously he's graduating now, but could you see yourself maybe five, five, ten years from now playing that Sunday league with him, that men's league with him, you know? Keep keep, keep the uh, the tradition going. Of course, local, local men's league, of course. Um, I do see uh, Raul and I, you know, continue being friends, you know, good friends. We do live like five minutes away from each other. You know, as well with Nick, even though he lives here in Carroll County and I live in Moco, the best county in Maryland. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Moco on the podcast. Shout out I do believe that we, all, um, we are going to keep that friendship together even after McDaniel. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's great to hear. Obviously, uh, I want you to comment real quick. Uh, if you come on, you mentioned something soccer related. Uh, we, you heard us talking about the uh, the Madrid derby. What are your What are your predictions on that? You know, I think you you're a pretty average watcher. You're a Barca fan, right? Madrid. Madrid fan. Sorry. Oh, that's that, that's enough. Take that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, do you think uh, Madrid? Uh, I say Real Madrid escape with a win tomorrow. Or you, or you think it'd be a uh, it's gonna be a rough game? You know, um, Madrid right now isn't looking too hot. Um, I think that's everyone's saying. I believe it's like they've lost like their last games, like last few games, four <laughs> games. Um, you know, Ronaldo right now isn't scoring as much. I believe he's like he's scored like, like two goals, goals one, two goals, one or two goals, goals. Yeah. Um, you know, and right now everybody's like looking at him for the answer since you know Madrid does revolve around Ronaldo scoring. Yeah, yeah their so, offense does. I should say. Yeah, yeah. their offense. Because you know their defense is. Um, I think their defense is more attitude. Uh, what's it called related? Where yeah. you know if they're playing well and positive, they actually defend well. But you know you yeah. see Sergio Ramos score an own goal or get a red card and it all goes to shit literally for them. Like <laughs> you've, you've seen that happen before. So I, I don't know. That's that's yeah. one of my thoughts on Madrid's defense. Yeah, so, but uh, continuing on, I want to uh, segue into the World Cup here real quick. 
Uh, you saw, you guys, did you guys see Peru? They qualified. I saw the, I didn't see the game, but I saw they qualify. They looked pretty uh, happy. Yeah, I watched the highlights of the game, and it was, the atmosphere was insane. I shared the first goal. You shared the first goal on, on our Facebook? Yeah, I think, on the Facebook. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously that, that sets the field for the World Cup. Now you have, is it 32 teams, I want to say? Yes. Yeah, 32. so you have 32 teams. Um, who do you guys, like, who are your favorites for the World Cup? I want to I ask, obviously, like, you know, we all have different backgrounds and stuff here. I mean, I think. My American, who's not in the World Cup, America, and a Dutchman. <laughs> but uh, you know, sorry about that. Uh, you know, so my team's not in it. Your team's not in it. But uh, you guys, what do you guys think about the World Cup field? I have it right here. If you guys want to see it, uh, you know, we can look at some, make some predictions. You know, I think uh, my team for the World Cup will honestly be France. You know, you have such a young team who are going to look such great. You know, pace, power, physicality, and then just you know that that young those young players too who are going to be hungry for that that World Cup. So that's my that's my champion right there, France. Uh-huh. Gotta be France. I want to say my top four is probably France, Germany, England, and Brazil. England, um, wow. Let's look at no uh, Spain. No Spain. Huh? Spain has a good young team this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, not this year, but next year they'll have some good young yeah, players. You know, you see Asensio and, and Isco. Yeah, but part of that attack. I don't know. I feel like Germany might win it again. Back because, to back. Yeah, because. You know they are a strong team, and Germany's you know, always very solid. Yeah, they've. You look at like even their backup squad of like you know their their backup goalkeeper to Nor is what's his face Bert Leno, who's like second to second to none, one of the best keepers in the world. Yeah, obviously. So you know, I think uh my my uh what's it, the Cinderella story? You think Iceland can do it again? Where they come back? No. In, in the Euro, they yeah. can't. I mean, speaking of another Cinderella story, well, not like that, but. Last World Cup, Belgium were the dark horses. I'd like to see them do a lot more this World Cup because they had that same group of players. Those guys who are younger then or older now, they're more experienced. You got like Lukaku, all That's those our, guys. Yeah, so, all those yeah, guys. So. Who's everyone's dark horse here? As well as I'd say uh, Belgium because the top the top four are what Carlos said, including Spain because they're always I wouldn't, I wouldn't powerhouses. Put, myself, I wouldn't put England in the top four because they're always you know England does not play the, for the players they have. They don't play an attractive style of soccer. It's you know it's very laid back. It's, it's very possession oriented where it's you know they're just gonna pass around until they break through. In maybe. the final third, they never really exactly. Yeah, I remember I watched Yugoslavia versus England like month ago or something like that, and I almost fell asleep watching the game. Yeah, the Johns Hopkins <laughs> of the soccer world. <laughs> with, with some more pace and some more black guys, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but keep an eye as well, uh, Colombia and Costa Rica, you know, last World Cup, they had everybody, like, at the edges of seats, you know, watching every game. James, yeah. James, you know, and then Kayla Navas for Costa Rica. That's what I was... Navas is insane. Yeah. You know, um, those are two teams that you shouldn't take uh, for granted as we look at the standings on who's in the World Cup. You know, you should um, think take accountable of them because, you know, they do have the same group of guys, you know. And, yeah. you know, I give you that. They have heart. You know, they want to be there, you know, even though it's the World Cup, but they still get people run for their money. So. Yeah, talk about talk about same group of guys. I mean, oh, yeah, like Belgium. France, Germany, they all pretty much had the same team, but they've all advanced. Um, With some more, also, more rising stars, too, yeah. Girls can't write off Argentina. I mean, they got arguably the best player in the world who's still in his prime, along with the same team that they went to the finals with four years ago. I think Argentina... I don't know. I don't say. I don't want to say they're going to win it, but I think they could make another run to the finals. I think Uruguay... I think it might be the year for Messi. Uruguay, too. I mean, the reason I'm, the reason I'm backing France so much, though, is because, you know... It's like you said, it's the same group of players, but at the same time, they look at Mbappe and Dembele, two guys who've come so far in their careers now, They're gonna who are absolutely lethal. Like for for Fran- I mean, that's they might be insane. Yeah, to exactly. Watch. So it's, it's gonna, gonna be. be I think they also have Griezmann. Griezmann. Yeah. Yeah. That front three yeah. is Lacazette. Lacazette. Don't worry, Lacazette. Think about it. They're so young. Saying. You think they can really step up at just the biggest stage? Well, look, look at Hamas. Look at Hamas in the World Cup. You know, he was what twenty twenty one at that point, twenty two. And he and he was riding the. He wasn't even at Madrid yet. You know, he was at. 
Monaco, I want to say, at the time. Was he? I think he was. Yeah, because, he was yeah, because yeah, right after the World Cup, they did, yeah. Madrid did move in uh, buying him, so I think so that that's one thing that you should keep an eye yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, what do we, what, go ahead. I have a thought. So, it's going to be like the 98 World Cup all over again. With France winning it. For those who don't know, yeah. Enlighten me about the 98 World Cup. Yeah, I'm not, so I'm the not 98, much of a follower of the, uh, <laughs> of the 98. I, I was, I was one year old at that point, so, you know, give me some background on the 98 so the World men's, Cup, obviously. So, the, so the, the 16th World Cup, which had the French national team winning it, had the likes of Zidane and Vieira and um, a young Petit and a lot of those guys. So I think it's like a same group, sort of group, with like the, the back line being Lloris, Varane, Koscielny, Koscielny um, a midfield of Conte, Mi- Pogba, Pogba, Matuidi, Matuidi. Those are Quality. three Vieira type players. Yeah, and then you're, no, yeah, definitely. Those are, and then their top three are probably like all right, two are like Henri esque type. With Mbappe and Dembele. And don't forget Martial, too, yeah. off the bench. And then what's-his-face? Their squad is lethal. Wait, he might start, though. Martial, you know, maybe he comes off the bench in uh, Manchester, but in France, he does start sometimes. Yeah. He is pretty, right. pretty nasty. They're, they're, the t- they're attacking options. Are and, Griezmann, and Griezmann's Omar? like uh, Griezmann's like a Robert Perez for yeah. me. Because he runs like a weirdo. Like that. Because <laughs> he runs like a weirdo. <laughs> That's why he's a Robert Pires? Okay. <laughs> he's, he's so deadly when he weighs between that 18-yard box and that end of the, the D. You know? Yeah, well, uh, before we finish our World Cup talk, also, you mentioned James, you know, being that, that star of the World Cup in, what, 2014? Yeah. I want to ask you guys, we'll go around real quick, uh, who's each of you guys, your, you know, your rising star or that one player who will stand out among everyone? You can say you can say anyone, obviously. You know, you have Messi making his last run, maybe, or maybe second to last run at a World Cup. Maybe he's your standout player. But, you know, look at look at a young player, possibly, though, like Mbappe, who can uh, step up and be like the way Hamas was. But, you know, you go to the first round. Who's your who's your highlight player who will probably step up to, to the task and, you know, score those goals? I might have to go with Ali from England. Deli Ali, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, yeah, England's style. You know, maybe he, he changes right. that. He's the catalyst for, t- for, for change. If you know, maybe this might be the World Cup that England Make starts it playing so monotonous and freaking starts adding some flair to their game. I mean, you think about it. Like I said earlier, Messi. Like this could be Messi Ronaldo. This could be the the end of their era. You know, the, yeah. the, Arguably the last World Cups, and it's also um, the stage to see where the next era, who the next era. Of, the great players will be. I mean, there's arguably already Bale. Bale isn't gonna be in the World Cup, but um, Neymar, and then I guess you can definitely Mbappe yeah. in, that, yeah. in that kind of category. But you know, as one door closes, another one opens. With the oh, that's, next a, that's, that's, that's with a the t- next that's generation. A, I think that's players. our title today. That's, that's another great quote that's right there. That's good, man. <laughs> I like that. We'll, we'll probably title the episode that. But yeah, Carlos, uh, what are you what are you thinking over there? For me, I'm thinking Asensio. I was thinking Spain. the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, as we look at Madrid playing. He's the one that's putting in the goals. He's the one that's putting in the goals that Ronaldo <coughs> used to put in when uh, when Ronaldo was like in his prime, young yeah. Ronaldo, like twenty two year old. Yeah, yeah, you know, just coming from Real Madrid. I mean, Manchester Ronaldo, um, Asensio is real on deal. fire right now. Is he the know? real deal for you? I honestly think he is the real deal. Yeah, you know, um, the, the World Cup will be so big for him because that kind of that transition from you know being that that player who's in Ronaldo's shadow to maybe you know. Uh, catapulting past Ronaldo, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's finally gonna have that um, stage where he can perform and you know show his talent, his true talent. You know, right now he is in the shadow of Ronaldo, and everybody is keeping an eye on Ronaldo. You know, but while Asensio is creating everything from Real Madrid right now, so. Alan, who's your who's Mbappe, your player? Hands down, Mbappe. Kelly Mbappe. Yeah. 
Mbappe why, do you, why do you say that? Just look at the kid when he plays. Just has so much fun. Like every moment he has on the field, it's just so energetic. He has so much fun when he plays. He'll be what, 23 by now? 22 next year? 22 next year. Yeah, that's insane. So he has what? After this World Cup, he still will have two or three good World Cups. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he will be a captain of France national of the French national Absolutely. team. Yeah. By the I time just think he's 28, 29 years old. Hopefully, he doesn't burn out though. You know, all the, no. if, especially being playing for PSG now. No. They, they got to rest him the right way. You know, hopefully he stays like at his at his prime. We look at someone like Jack Wilshire, who played for Arsenal at his at his prime, not his prime, but at nineteen twenty. And you know, by the age of what now, 25, 26, he's mm-hmm. you know burnt out and. Um, not yeah. playing much anymore. And I see the the more talent coming into the into League One, and more money being poured into it, and sort of that'll be the bigger league above maybe the Spanish league after Ronaldo and Messi retire at yeah. that point. And he'll be that spokes point or that vocal point in the League One when he's like 28, 29 years old. Yeah. I would Nick, who's your who's your player? Yeah, to watch I think out for? piggybacking off of that with League One, I think it's gonna be a big year for Neymar. I mean, Definitely there's been true. a lot of things surrounding him with. You're at Barcelona. You're one of the best teams in the world. Why would you leave and go play in League One? Even uh, Eric Cantona came out with a quote earlier this week about it, about why would you want to play those lower-level teams. So, you know, if he can prove himself in the World Cup, he can prove he is one of the best in the world. And, I, yeah, I definitely you know. agree. I, yeah, I think that, what's it called? Um, that's going to be really big for, for Neymar, obviously. He's had so much, you know, drama surrounding him. Uh, I think it's going to be really big. You know, we didn't mention Brazil at all. Brazil is also uh, a fantastic yeah, team. Yeah. Where, you know, why are you raising your we got Alan raising hand like it's a classic. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because I don't want to like rudely interrupt. I'd rather you just transition after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan, you have some thoughts. That's what I was thinking. I don't want you. to... Alan, uh, please, please, uh, right. put your hand down in. Uh, in all right, speak. all right. So yeah, I'm gonna go with. The, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. My second player that I think will be a big player. Hey, we said we said one player, didn't we? But I'm saying. I'm saying Nick has made a great point, and I'm gonna say. Since League One, the defending and most of the teams aren't necessarily so strong. His confidence going into the World Cup will be sky high, and then eventually, if he's doing well in the Champions League as well, he'll also be doing really well in the at the World Cup. Yeah. So that's no, no, my I, opinion. I think you guys talking about League One being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one second. I think you guys talking about League One being obviously that 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 big league. I think what what's wrong with that though is you look at TV rights. And you know how much money these these teams in England get to be, to be paid to be on American television, also, which is why you know making the Champions League you get so much money because you're being on TV on ESPN, all those big channels you're getting you get millions of dollars to play, and that's why these teams are so much you know great players who are able to buy because like you know League One, Bar Lyon PSG, who else can you name from League One? It's you kind of have to think like yeah, but you know in terms of, of EPL it's just more of a, a, a even out distribution where like you know from top to bottom there is always competition and every game is not easy. Especially when you play away from home, so I mean, I think I just think that's why the EPL draws some viewers in and has that money because you know competition-wise, you can go from one to twenty and you can name one team each each team that says, oh, this team has this player, or this team can compete and then plays amazing in this game. Like, so I, I just think that that's the reason why you look at EPL being that really big league in the world right now. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, League One, you see Monaco and PSG right now. Other than that, you don't really think of another. The only thing I'm not powerhouse team. Uh, Monaco as well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so. Um, Billy, you being a communications major, what are your thoughts on, obviously, Italy didn't make the World Cup, but more the focus was on Italy not making the World Cup and Sweden making it. What are your thoughts on that? Like, why, like why, yeah, from like, for like, do the Swedish players deserve to not get the spotlight? Because it was more about Buffon not making the World Cup and Italy not making the World Cup. I don't I, know if I, yeah, social defi- media. I definitely think, uh, you know, in terms of that, I definitely think that Sweden is missing kind of that player who who's in the media and the news a lot. You know, you kind of look at Sweden and can you really name a, a marquee player? You know, who's who's being mentioned? dude Zlatan's coming back. Okay, but I'm saying that in that game, yeah, but right now though, in the, in that game though, was Zlatan you know playing in that game? Did he score the goal for Sweden? No, 
So it's like, you know, maybe if Zlatan scored that, that goal and he was the focus of that and he was huge on that, yeah, they, they get their name mentioned a lot more. But, you know, I think that you look at Italy and there are so many news stories, you know, through Buffon, through De Rossi, obviously not coming on the field, through Insigne, where, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Where I think that was Sweden, obviously they won, they, they qualified, but, you know, there wasn't any, any large player who was scoring that amazing goal or, you know, making them qualify soul-handedly for that. It was more of a team effort. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they're not being looked at too much in the media. That's my, my standpoint there. But, yeah, I want to mention my... Curious, actually. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll mention, uh, I'll mention my, uh, my player look out for. Look out for Dembele. Usman Dembele from uh, from Barcelona and France because you know look at his season this year he had an injury that decimated you know probably most of his season now but he'll have this this World Cup to, opportunity to actually break out now I think like you've seen him play alongside Mbappe and you know if Mbappe doesn't doesn't score then Dembele scores Dembele scored, yeah. so he's that kind of that creator role but also at the same time he could be the scorer role so I think he'll be someone who like you know going into World Cup twenty fourteen and you guys see James Rodriguez being that that player to watch definitely not I don't think anyone was saying like oh James Colombia is gonna go this far no, no it was no not at all so I think like. You know, I definitely think that the dark horse of that player is always someone who's not who's on the back burner. Why is it dark in the corner of the room? Long story. All right. <laughs> yeah, obviously we're recording in a different uh, setting today, so <laughs> a little getting used to. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, let's let's begin to wrap up. Obviously, Alan, I want to mention Liverpool and then Man you back to you, Rob. But uh, let's mention Liverpool, Southampton, and our senior spotlight. We have to go back. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we got. I don't think ten fifty minutes left. Yeah, let's finish up. But uh, right. uh, give us a real quick uh, preview on Liverpool this weekend, Alan. They're playing Southampton. I think Liverpool will go and go in and win. That's it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you got any any reason yeah, why? No, they're just gonna win. <laughs> no, gonna win. <laughs> you know, I view some touchline. We promote you know, we get good analysis, obviously, and uh, you know our thoughts. Like, give us some of your thoughts and analysis uh, on that game, besides the fact that they're gonna win. Well, they're in good. They're in good form. They're in good form recently. They're in really good form recent, like recent games. I have no issues of how they've been playing. So, it seems like they're really solid, and. uh Hopefully they keep a clean sheet because I have them in my defense for fantasy. Yeah, I mean they they need to start getting results because they're still. I'm nervous. It's just like one. <laughs> it's the same. I think like Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool doesn't get enough stick for being like Arsenal. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll they'll have that that big loss once every few like three or four games, but no one says anything about it. Because scousers aren't complainers. Yes, they are. No, they're not. You tell me you, you don't not have... not as much as Londoners. You know, not as much as Londoners. You tell me, Chelsea fan? Are you are you putting together Chelsea fans with Arsenal fans? Scousers are not as as much. Are as you a Scouser? No, I'm just saying the fan base of most of Liverpool are in Liverpool, not like Arsenal, where it's like half of Thailand and like California. Every big team loses a game. That's just how the EPL is. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, I want to talk to you, Ral. Uh, you're. You're obviously you said you're a big Man U fan over a Madrid enthusiast. Yeah. You have you told us that you had Pogba and Ibra. I think you mentioned someone else too coming back. Rojo. From, and Rojo as well coming back from injury from Man U. Yeah. Uh, they play against uh, Newcastle. What do you what do you see on, in that game? Uh, what are you thinking about? Well, I mean, all I've read online is Jose Mourinho said they will be in the squad. Um, he hasn't said if they're going to start or not, so that's a big deal. I but just the fact having all three of them, obviously Pogba is one of the greatest young players in the game right now. Ibra's a legend, and Rojo is a uh, uh, World Cup finalist, so there's talent all around, but I feel like now, once they get all healthy, once they're both be able to start return to the starting lineup, it's a matter of figuring out where well the, where they will fit in the starting lineup. I mean, does Mourinho go to like a 4-4-2, a 3-5-2, or does he stick to his 4-2-3-1 and deploy Lukaku to the number 10 role? Like, basically, Mourinho has a lot of, he's, he's not lacking options right now. Yeah, and definitely. I think right now, Menu has, has been doing all right in the league. Um, 
who did they just lose to? Was it Chelsea that they lost to in the last fixture? Huddersfield, I think. Was that? No, was that, that, was, that, was, that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> it was Chelsea. It was Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it was one zero Chelsea. Morata scored the goal. We talked about that on episode uh, what fourteen? Yeah, mm-hmm. mentioned that. <laughs> so I mean, it's all. I mean, it's all up in the air right now. All we know is just that they'll be in the they'll be in the squad, and it'll be interesting to see if they fit in the starting lineup or not. That's awesome to see his lifetime return from such a serious injury, you know. And so I don't, I don't see too. him. Yeah, yeah. I don't see. Him, I don't see him as a starter per se this year. Given his age and that injury, but I definitely think he'll be an impact for Man U coming off the bench, definitely in those big games, or maybe even playing 45 here and there. Who knows? Yeah. His, Seem like, his Bosnian genes. Uh, I think yeah, I do. Yeah. I do He's, see him as a starter. You know, right now. Him ne- coming back. Not right now. Like first game back. I hope not. I like. You think he'll play in the World Cup? Of course. That's another topic. Yeah. He return? You think he'll come out of retirement nope. for the World Cup? I think he will. I think he will too. He's thirty. He's thirty six right now, and he'll be thirty seven coming uh, coming next year though. So well, look mean, at him. Look how recovered from this knee. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's he's, he's inhuman. Yeah. Like he calls himself Benjamin Button, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he, he calls himself a lot of things. He can a bug I think he will come back. He's like Chuck Norris of soccer. <laughs> Well, before we move into our senior spotlight, uh, I want to ask you guys if you have anything else soccer-wise looking forward to this weekend, or you want to just you know get off, off your head. Obviously, uh, any guys, anything. Carlos, you too. You've been here for a few minutes. Anything you want to say soccer-wise? You feel it's on your mind. You know, that's important to you. I don't know. I mean, for McDaniel soccer, what'd you guys suggest for next year? Don't ask me. I'm done. That's <laughs> <laughs> the returning player here. Uh, I'm just. I'm just player. saying. Well. Then, you had some sort of meeting or whatever. I don't know if you had those sheets where we did last yeah, year. Yeah, but I mean, I really did you say like white shorts? Like what? I, I said, I said, I said white shorts. I said white shorts too. I said white shorts also. I'll be honest. All right, well, let's move on to our senior spotlight then. Um, uh, Nick Over, welcome to your senior spotlight. It's great to have you here. Uh, I'm gonna start off by asking you. Uh, tell us a little about about your um, after college expectations, aspirations. I know I told you beforehand we ask you this, but you know, give me a. I think for our listeners, obviously, you know, you're a goalie, but. Uh, Give them a little background of yourself as a person and what you want to do after you graduate. Yeah, so right now at school, I'm majoring in kinesiology and minor in sport management, and I really want to use that sport management minor to my advantage. So um, over the past couple winters and summers, I've done an internship at a YMCA branch, and it sounds like they're ready to bring me on when I graduate, doing a lot of the sport management stuff. Congrats, man. So, that sounds awesome. It's pretty yeah. exciting. Good job. Also, I recently got into coaching, and it's something I've grown to you know, love, actually. It's something I look forward to. It's like you don't actually work. You're... Something doing or something you want to do. Yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, keep doing that after I graduate as well. Years from now, could you see yourself coaching at McDaniel? I wouldn't say <laughs> as a as a head coach role or anything like that. I mean, I would love to be. I don't like being in the spotlight as a head coach because personally, like I know, like I don't know enough about the game yet to be a head coach. But I would love to keep working with like goalkeepers and defense and things like that, whether it's here or another college or pretty much anywhere. So you see yourself as a specialist. Would you see yourself as a specialist type if you were to work at a school? Specialist. So like a goalkeeper specialist. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, my advantages aren't, or or like for me, like my, uh, my positives aren't going to be on the field. They're going to be in the goal where I can help that. I feel like I'm pretty well versed in that area. Do you know what, at what's like the peak level for you to coach? At what level do you think is the best level for you? Or do you are you gonna start off small or try and jump into the, maybe the college game or? Yeah, right now, I mean, I've been working with anyone from ages eight to fifteen, cool. and working with the younger ones, it's nice to to coach them like throughout their period of playing. So like, I don't like coaching younger players if it's gonna be like a camp right. because I can't work with them. Yeah, you know, if I can like see a kid grow from when they start to a year or two and see the progression, that's the thing I like. So if I'm just going to work with like 
a camp I like doing older right. kids. So, um, yeah. Well, no, yeah, continue. What you're yeah, so, I mean, eventually I'd like to continue to coach in the college games because I like that more advanced aspect. I like pushing right. players and things like that and seeing the higher skill level. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's too, it would be too soon for you? All right, say you get that position at the YMCA and then you want to sort of pick up a second or an outside job and say, all right, I want to be a goalkeeper specialist with a team, maybe be McDaniel, maybe be Towson, et cetera. Or not Towson, but (laughs) (laughs) like Goucher or something like that. But, um, um, I mean, yeah, I agree with you on that where it's, it's better to coach the younger, younger kids and sort of gain that sort of relationship. And they, you learn from them more or less. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause they'll, they'll tell you, they'll show you things that you've never really seen before from a coach's perspective. That's what happened to me when I was a high school coach when I was, before I came here, I, I worked with kids that were like 15 to 18 I sort of learned a lot about the game from looking at it from an outside aspect and be like, okay, like, this is this position. They do this better if they're in this position, that type of stuff. So, no, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, there's there's just different techniques you see. Right. Like, when you're, like, for me, playing, like, a higher level, like, Division three level, like, there's things that just come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, going back into, like, the younger kids and, like, realizing, wow, that's not second nature to them. Right. Having to teach them that. It, it helps me refine my skills as well. Right. Revisiting things like that. It's cool. So, Nick, I have to ask, um... You know, you commuted the past, what, two years, three years yeah. before this? Yep. You know, being being living now or close to campus, off campus, I guess, per se, um, how have you uh, enjoyed this experience, you know, being being where you're with your friends more often, I guess, where you're on, on I guess, in a house, I guess. So, I mean, compare your experiences to in the past, but, you know, have you enjoyed it more being being here? You know, do you miss commuting? I, I just, I'm just wondering in general. No, yeah, the first two years, I mean, I still felt like I was pretty close to everybody, but, um you know, being close to campus and on campus now, it's it's definitely a different experience, and I love I like it a lot more than. Why do you Why do you like it a lot more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phyllis in some background, you know. Obviously, you're a graduate of the team now, so you can you can kind of you can, you can elaborate more want. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we yeah. obviously have an explicit filter too, so yeah. you can you can elaborate on what you, what you do in your, your free time uh, on your weekends. Uh, what do you what do you what do you do now? I can, on Friday afternoons, crack right. the cold ones with the boys. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I can pretty much do whatever I want now that I'm away from home, you know what I mean? So Once again, you're not elaborating. Please elaborate yeah. on Something it. Something like Dilly Dilly is going around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if I want to go out with the boys and drink on like a Wednesday night, I can. There you, you know, go. No, it's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm, I'm, proud, I'm proud of you. I think you came a long way. Uh, it's definitely nice to see you around campus a lot more. I think we've grown a lot closer uh, than obviously the past few years where, you know, we've been we've been together more often, hanging out more. It's nice nice, nice to be around you more often, Nick. Thanks, Billy. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of I, course. Agree, <laughs> I agree with that statement. Should we talk about, like, his, what what made him go to McDaniel? What was his influence? Who was his influence going to McDaniel and all that stuff? Do you think we should sort of yeah, mention that? Do I mean, I mean, yeah, give, give us a, a brief, yeah. yeah I, I want to get some some stories real quick. But, you know, before some that, mention, mention just some of your influences on coming here, like, like you said. Uh, I mean, some of you like the reasons why you came here, obviously being close to home, but, you know. Is there any options on the table before coming here, anything like that? Like, I'm Yeah, I mean, curious. so there are definitely other options, you know. Right. I mean, going through the recruiting process, you don't just choose one school and mm-hmm. do that. Especially a goalkeeper of your caliber, I should say. <laughs> if, you want to say if you want to say that, Billy. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, to be honest, I never wanted to come here. You know, it's hometown. Why would I want to go to school where I live? Right around the corner, yeah. And my mom, actually, she made me come to an ID camp here. She is. You never know what's gonna happen, so I can't. Yeah, I no, I can't. <laughs> Pre- pretty much, yeah. She was like, she was like, Nicholas, you're gonna go. I was like, okay, fine. So I came, and the head coach liked me a lot and offered me a starting spot right away. And that's one of my big things was I wasn't gonna come to school and not, you know, play. I wanted to start right away. That was that's just how I am. You right. know, I don't I don't like being the person on the bench. It sounds selfish, but that's just how I am. And so I ended up working out. You know, I'm glad I came. Met a bunch of great guys. So yeah. really happy for it. Yeah, I mean, let's. 
I think uh, one question we asked Rao last week, uh, we asked him to tell us a funny story or just a, one of your favorite stories on, on campus, you know, just with soccer, you know, being here, uh, you know, that's centered around around your friends on this campus as well. So, you know, do you have anything you want to get off your chest? It could be honestly anything. Anything. Right? What, what was your story? On and off. It was about Sophie's yelling at Nick. About Sophie's yelling at Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it could be anything you want, but just, just for <sighs> listeners to get kind of grasp story. some of your humor, you know, just tell us, you know, what you what, what you remember in your head. Steve, so, okay. be involved if you wanted so, to. So, us living together, it's me, Raul. Say last uh, name, so everyone knows. Raul Escobar, Carlos, that is, and then Tim Hahn. So our house is a very interesting dynamic, and, you know, we pick on each other and everything like that. And it translates on the field, too. Sometimes, Carlos can't talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> as our rising captain, I think, he can hone in on his skills a little better with that. Uh, specifically, we were doing a drill towards the end of the season, and Carlos decided to tell the team that their passes needed to be more crisp and everyone needs to work harder. But when he came out and said it, he goes, Gosh, your passes need to be more crips. And everyone was Chris. like, Okay, to defend myself, <laughs> right before I was going to, we were going into practice and um, it was the week that we were, we found out that we were um, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. So Raul, um, our captain, and Nick Ober. Um, they were not there at the time, so I had to take leadership. And right before I was going to say crisp, one of our teammates came and was about to hit me, so I flinched. So that's why I say crisp. Not you mean crisps? <laughs> I mean crisp, not crisp. So that's why I said crisp. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's it's been awesome to have you guys on, on the show uh, this week. Obviously, Rob both days and Nick on Friday. You guys are welcome to come anytime. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your experience like with us. Is, I honestly feel like this setup is a lot better. I mean, not saying that you guys will be available every time you're Well, you get a lot more ideas from it, you right. know? It's a, right. We bounce ideas off each right. other. And everyone wants yeah. to talk. Everyone's raising their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you guys. I know he's raising his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, I think that you'll be more available too, and obviously, whenever you want as well. Definitely, you've you've a great idea of what you want to do, and I think you're you're a great uh, a great soccer mind, I should say. So thanks, Billy. Yeah, we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, any guys want to say some final thoughts before we exit? You know, go to our go to our happiest of hours. Shout out, Doctor Rogers. We're about to head over to happy hour. And make you proud. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, guys. Uh, enjoy both derbies. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Arsenal Spurs. But yeah, dilly dilly. Next Tuesday, see you guys. Goodbye.